African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What is going on out there, Badger Nation? It's Mike here, joined by Brett. We have a great show for you planned today where we're going to take a deep dive into negative keywords, maybe my favorite topic in all of paid traffic because it's so simple, straightforward. I think there's beauty in it. We're going to talk about that today. Absolutely. And you know, hope everyone's having an awesome Wednesday out there. Uh, this is a really important one to understand and you know, have a good grasp on. So let's dive into negative keywords right after we talk about some Amazon PPC news. So the first bit of news is this is still in beta for most sellers on Amazon, but amazon.com slash live, it's kind of cool to see. It's very similar to like QVC or Home Shopping Network, but for Amazon. So, you know, when I go to amazon.com slash live, I see people talking about products, using products. You know, you can click on things like how to use these new pans in the kitchen, stuff like that. It was pretty unique. I think it's going to definitely give Home Shopping Network a run for its money. And from the ads side of it, I'm definitely picturing, you know, similar to YouTube ads, how you can target people that like particular things, some sort of sponsored placement for video ads on Amazon into the future. I think that's probably going to be a thing over the next coming years. Yeah, things like uh, QVC seem a little bit outdated to me personally. So I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they've actually survived uh, this long without Amazon coming for them already. But it looks like Amazon is uh, kicking down the doors there and they're, they're ready. Brett, to dare, dare I say we are not in QVC's target market, the two of us. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the next one, Amazon Fresh Groceries. Now, this is where you go and you buy groceries. Amazon Fresh just released sponsored products on Wednesday, as in like the last week of February, Brett? Uh, yep. So I guess the 27th. February tries to uh, throw us off there with, with only 28 days, huh? But yeah. It looks like they just released that on Wednesday. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. People who are consumable sellers on Amazon before now have not been able to use sponsored product ads, uh, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, but you know those are available now. So if you know any friends uh, who are in Amazon Fresh and don't know about this yet, make them aware because they can start uh, their own 
awesome PPC journey, just like you have. And that's right. You know, this is in line with the trend of Amazon putting advertisements almost everywhere on their platform uh, because it doesn't impede the end user's experience. You know, they're clicking on things that they would probably click on anyway. Speaking of clicking on things, new t- ad type in beta for some sellers inside Seller Central, display ads beta. Not on their people, platform, though. To, uh, yeah, this is, the, this, is the, this is the key thing. Take it away, Brett. Uh, so they just, some accounts uh, will have this if you go to create a new campaign. Uh, you may see display ads beta. So uh, these aren't product display ads. Uh, these are like a, I guess, a new ad type here. And it says re engage shoppers off Amazon who viewed your product or similar products and drive them to your detail pages. And by detail pages, they just mean to your listing. So it uh, looks like these are pretty much retargeting ads. What do you think of these, Mike? Pretty crazy, right? You know, Amazon will sometimes run ads on Amazon's behalf and, you know, sending people over to Amazon. You know, at one point in time, Amazon listings were actually inside Google product ads, like Google shopping ads. Like when you make a search on Google, you see the product ads on the right side. Typically, there used to be Amazon listings that you would click on there and then go over to Amazon and buy something. And that wasn't something that we could access from the Amazon side. That was something Amazon was doing for our behalf. And I guess the, the, this is sort of a entry point where Amazon sellers can now target the rest of the internet with products that people have sort of engaged with, want to engage with, would soon engage with sort of a display ad off of Amazon. I think this is part of a bigger play as Amazon builds out their sort of um, network of advertising assets that they have available. So, you know, Amazon owns Twitch. And is it going to be where you can actually serve an ad from your Amazon product, uh, from your Amazon ads campaign manager, and then boom, now you now there's an ad on Twitch to someone very relevant, right? You know, is, mm. is this what we're about to see? So brand new in beta, some of you have this. Again, lots of new things, even just within the last month. Yep, and then there's, uh, there's actually one more little change that you had noticed inside of Seller Central, and I imagine this is in AMS as well, Mike. Uh, it looks like this is in the campaign manager, uh, you know, all of your account metrics are laid out there. So normally uh, the three base ones are going to be spend, sales, ACOS. Uh, and then over on the right, you have the ability to click add metric. Uh, it looks like there are a bunch of new features inside of that add metric option. So uh, it looks like things like new to brand orders will show up, uh, new to brand sales. So uh, do you want to talk a little bit about these? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. You know, they're right where you would go to add a metric on like your chart when you log into Campaign Manager, you know, near the date selector, you hit add metric. Now all of a sudden there's four new ones, new to brand order, new to brand sales revenue, uh, percent of orders that are new to brand and percent of sales that are new to brand. Basically, that just means people that have uh, not purchased from you before. Um, and it's funny, they list how many people haven't purchased from you before, but they don't list the inverse of that, meaning the percentage of people that have already purchased from you before. So I'm looking at an account right now. Uh, they spent about $40,000 over the last 30 days, and they have a 91% new to brand rate, which means 9% of those sales 
were coming from repeat customers, whereas 91% were completely brand new, which is a really great metric to know as a Amazon business because you then know how many new customers are getting in front of uh, and how many sort of repeat branded based sales you're getting as well. So some cool things there for sort of, I think, fairly significant new things that everyone selling on Amazon should be aware of. I think we're just going to continue to see updates. Uh, our Amazon rep is always sending us new updates, new features, new things that they're looking for feedback on. Uh, so I thought this was really interesting. Four really cool updates, getting more complicated, getting more complex. And if you're willing to tap into all of these new ad types, have early mover advantages, um, I think you'll reap some rewards for it. You know, generally, anytime a new feature rolls out, if you're sort of part of the top, you know, the first 20% to ever be on there, the new ad type or utilizing a new metric, whatever it might be, there's sort of this first mover advantage which you get to take advantage of. So cool things there. For sure. Yeah. And I think this new to brand feature is uh, really awesome. I, I don't think enough sellers put enough thought towards what would happen if their listing got shut down overnight. Uh, you know, there are some black hack task, uh, tactics out there that uh, other sellers will use that can get your listing shut down like that just with one safety complaint. Uh, with one safety complaint. So uh, your Amazon business is, uh, you know, things can go south overnight and you need to have uh, you basically do need to eventually have control over your customer. Uh, and you do that by going off platform eventually uh, and understanding you know, how many of your customers are recurring customers is definitely key uh, to building up a, a, an off Amazon and off platform presence. So uh, if you haven't thought about that yet, guys, uh, definitely think about that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of value there in making sure that your business is protected just in case something uh, you know, really tragic happened. So keep that in mind, give that some exploration. Uh, but let's just, you know, jump right into these negative keywords now and keep it PPC. All right, jumping in to one of my absolute favorite PPC concepts, negative keywords. To me, they're elegant, they're simple, they save you money, they help direct spend towards more profitable things. They improve your click-through rate. They do so many good things. It's my favorite part. So the first thing, let's actually define what even is a negative keyword, and then we can talk about why, they, why you need them in the first place. So Brett, what is a negative keyword on Amazon? So a negative keyword is just basically a way to prevent your ads from appearing for certain customer search terms. Uh, so I know that there is a lot of confusion in the Amazon seller community when it comes to the difference between search terms and keywords. Uh, I was definitely confused at first about those. All you need to know uh, in the most simplest form possible is customer search terms are what a customer types into Amazon's search bar before clicking on your ad. So. Those are search terms. And then what these keywords are, are basically just clues that you're giving to Amazon's system that helps Amazon match your product with a customer's search terms, what a customer types into the Amazon search bar. So negative keywords just let us basically prevent certain search terms from appearing. So we can control who's, uh, who's seeing our listing and who is clicking on our ads. Very elegant explanation, my dear friend, Brett. Thank you. Exactly, right? A keyword is what you bid on. A search term is what you appear for. A search term is what the actual customers on Amazon are searching. Now, the 
And then of course we use negative keywords to tell Amazon what search terms we don't want to appear for. But the big question that you need to understand is why is it that my keywords are not always the same as my search terms? Like if I'm bidding on, you know, coffee mug, are you telling me that there's sometimes where I will appear for things that are different than the word coffee mug? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, one of the examples that I personally like to use all the time is for dog beds. So uh, let's just assume that we are selling a dog bed. And let's assume that this is a small pink dog bed because uh, that's both of our favorite color, right, Mike? So we I don't have, knock it. <laughs> so whenever, let's assume that with our pink dog bed, we want to use the keyword dog bed but let's assume that we're using it in phrase match type. So what that means is as long as the keyword appears in customer searches, uh, our ad can be matched to that product. So if we are appearing for dog bed in phrase match, we could appear uh, whenever customers type in things like dog bed for small dog, which would be relevant to our product. Uh, but we could also appear for things like dog bed for big dog, which may be, uh, you know, too big, uh, you know, may, that may not be bringing relevant customers who are looking for our pink dog bed. And, you know, we could even appear for things like dog beds for dogs uh, with arthritis, dog beds for German shepherds. We could appear for all of these things that don't necessarily correlate with what our specific product is. So negative keywords are the best way to, uh, to kind of solve that issue. Exactly. So if we're bidding on phrase match dog bed, we can show up for all of those phrases that have the word dog bed inside of it. And if we bid on broad match dog bed, we can not only show up for phrases, but we can also show up for synonyms, stems of those synonyms, related terms, a whole bunch of kinds of different things that might not completely make sense for us to appear for. So what a negative keyword helps us do, just like you said, is tell Amazon how what we don't want to show up for. And that's the power of a negative keyword. Yeah, but, and I, you know, Mike, what, do we even really need these, though? Like, can we just use only exact match and just, like, avoid this problem completely? Is that, is that like, a viable solution, do you think? Right. So I've seen people on both ends of the spectrum, right? Some people open up an account, and they have loads and loads of broad and phrase, and they're showing up for all different kinds of things. And that's... What and 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 that's kind of like you're you're turning your campaign into a, a bucking bronco, and you have no control over it whatsoever. You're showing up for all the phrases, all the synonyms, and all the stems of those synonyms and semi-related terms that make it very difficult for you to really control what you are showing up for. So then the alternative, all the way on the other end of the spectrum, is to only have exact match keywords. If I bid on dog bed, then I will only show up for dog bed. End of story. That's not great. What we call that when you have 100% exact matches, it's like you have 100% exact match impression share, meaning all of your impressions are matching up exactly with the keywords that you're bidding on. And we might think that that on the surface sounds good, but actually if you dig a little bit deeper, you don't want to appear 100% exactly for what it is that you're bidding on. And the reason for this is you want some degree of discoverability. You want to find these new things that people are searching for. You want to open yourself up to maybe people that, you know, if I'm selling a small dog bed, I want to be maybe appearing for, for maybe Chihuahua dog bed, maybe miniature pincher dog bed. You know, maybe I, oh, there's so many 
different dog breeds that people might search. Maybe they're going to search for miniature pincher mix dog bed or, or, or mini schnauzer dog bed. And I, I just would have never predicted including all of these different dog breeds into my campaigns. But if I was stuck with only exact match dog bed, I would have never gotten that traffic. I would have never gotten those sales. And it may very well influence a future product development. You know, maybe I want to create a bed that's just for mini schnauzers or something like that because it's so profitable and it converts so well. So these are things that... These are the, this is the reason why you want discoverability. This is the reason why you do want to use some phrase, some broad, to open up the door for that opportunity to get sales from keywords that you could not have predicted previously. So you shouldn't have completely loose accounts where it's only broad and phrase. And then you shouldn't only have super duper tight accounts that are only exact. We want a good balance between the two. Mm -hmm. And an auto campaign does count for uh, discoverability as well, guys. But uh, before you think that you can basically just, you know, guess at what every single customer could type in, or you think that uh, you can, you know, write down every possible customer search term, I don't think anybody can actually do that. I, I really don't think it's possible. Uh, and according to Google themselves, 15% of all Google searches that happen are completely new searches that have never been searched before in the history of the entire universe. So uh, it's impossible to pick up on those without some form of discoverability. Uh, and you can get that through an auto campaign or a broad or a phrase keywords. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Right. And we have to assume the same kind of thing, same principle happens on Amazon. Uh, language evolves. People are searching different things. Uh, you know, there's new products, there's new everything. So the way that people search evolves and we want to be open to all of those things. That is why you don't want a hundred percent exact match account. And of course, if you increase some discoverability, that is where negative keywords come in and it allows you to safely and open the door for discoverability. So if I'm bidding on dog beds, phrase match, I'm going to show up for all these different kinds of words related to dog beds. And if I know that my product is completely unrelated to, uh, larger dogs, then maybe I throw in some negatives like, you know, Doberman uh, dog bed, or I just negative keyword the word Doberman and I prevent everything but the word Doberman from appearing for my ads. Um, so there's, there's, that's how we use negative keywords to balance discoverability and a refined search. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, before we go any further, I guess we should probably uh, make the distinction that there's kind of two usages for negative keywords. Uh, so there's, you know, preventing certain customers from appearing, uh, like from appearing and actually seeing our ad and clicking through. So there's that part of negative keywords. But then there's this other usage of negative keywords that is basically using negatives to get rid of anything with really poor metrics or that is just causing wasteful spend. So there's more than just... Uh, you know, preventing certain impressions with negative keywords. Right. You know, those were by, if we're selling a small dog bed, we want to not only prevent the impressions uh, of just like big dog beds that are irrelevant for us, but we also want to block out things that just maybe just aren't converting. So we often like to say, hey, if something has over a certain amount of clicks or a certain amount of spend, boom, automatically turn that into a negative keyword, like scan through your search terms. This is why, you know, this is why we built ad badger to sort of help do this for us, you know, that 
again, this podcast isn't a pitch for Ad Badger, but I mean, this is one of the first things that we built because negative keywords are this important. If you can control the things that you appear for and get rid of them, the second they cross over an acceptability threshold, boom, you're going to have a much stronger account. Mm-hmm. And because More they're profitable. Yeah, because there are uh, different purposes for those negative keywords as well, Amazon kind of gives us uh, different types of negative keywords and then uh, you know different ways to kind of play with them and different things that we can do uh, that'll help us achieve our goals. So uh, you know inside of negative keywords, we have two options whenever we go to add a negative keyword. There's negative exact and then there's negative phrase. So should we touch on the differences between those two? I think we should touch on those differences. Cool. Uh, I can take exact if you want to go with phrase. That'll work. Give me the ball. All right. Give so, me the ball, coach. With negative exact, uh, it works just like exact match, guys. So with exact match, uh, in terms of the match type, all you're going to appear for, uh, for customer searches, is if the customer searches exactly that keyword or really close misspellings uh, or really close plurals. So for dog bed, for example, uh, if you have dog bed and exact match, you're only going to appear when a customer types in dog bed or dog's bed or dog beds or really close misspelling. So things like DGO bed or uh, dog BDE, things like that. So all the negative version of exact match does is it blocks that exact, uh, the exact match results from appearing that's pretty much all negative exact is. And then uh, you want to touch on negative phrase, Mike? Yeah, that's right. So if we talk about the way that normal phrase works or positive phrase, so when you go into your account and you add a normal phrase match keyword like dog bed, that means you can show up for everything that has the word dog bed in it, that has the word dog beds in it. So you can show up for big dog beds and large dog beds and small dog beds and so on and so forth. That's positive phrase. So negative phrase is the inverse of that. If I do negative phrase dog bed, now all of a sudden I'm blocking everything that has the word dog bed as a phrase in there. So if I add negative phrase dog bed, I will block everything that has the words dog bed in it. I'll be blocking big dog bed and I'll be blocking small dog bed. So then the question becomes, well, how do you use negative exact? How do you use negative phrase to control your visibility in a smart way that doesn't cause a lot of wasted spend, that co- that helps your account and doesn't hurt it. Now, I've seen some stuff on the internet, Brett, as you can imagine, and some of the stuff that I've seen makes uh, me sort of scratch my head a little bit. I've seen things where people say negative phrase is better than negative exact or negative exact is better than negative phrase, and I just don't understand. Both of these have pros and cons. Both of these should be used. They should just be used in different ways. We just need to know how they work. So I think it's a really good example. If we use that example of a small dog bed that we're selling, right? It's a small dog bed for small dogs under 20 pounds. If we take the word, you know, maybe it's not good for arthritis, you know, so if a dog has, has arthritis, this is just not the dog bed for them. They're going to have a tough time liking this dog bed if they're looking for something that helps with arthritis, right? Pretty straightforward. Should we negative exact the word arthritis or should we negative phrase the word arthritis? This is a question. Right. So in this particular example, uh, I would personally suggest using negative phrase because that's going to block out any customer searches uh, that relate to arthritis or have the word arthritis in there. So um, 
you know, guys, just going like some of these can seem really obvious and then some of them are not so obvious. I think the general rule of thumb here is if you're not sure uh, to err on the side of caution. And what the side of caution is when it comes to negative keywords is adding at the negative exact level and also at the ad group level. Uh, I think those are just the defaults if you're confused. And of course, if you ever have any questions, AdBadger is always here to help. Um, but what would you say, Mike, is like a general best practice for like understanding when to add something as a negative phrase versus when to add as a negative exact? Yeah, you know, in that example, like if this dog bed will never be right for somebody searching about arthritis for their dog, in a situation like that, I would never want to appear for anything related to the word arthritis. So I would negative phrase that. So that means that when people are searching dog beds that are good for arthritis, I won't appear. And whether they type in variations of the words dog bed and arthritis or whatever it might be, you know, uh, I will never, I will never appear for it. So if I'm selling, you know, a coffee making kit that doesn't make tea, negative phrase tea. If I sell running shoes that are never good for trail running, then I will negative phrase trail. Uh, if I sell, you know, furniture that is not good for the office, or maybe it's not good for kids, you know, it's not children's furniture, then I would negative phrase office. I would negative phrase kids, negative phrase children, because it would never be fitting for them. If I'm selling a, a powerful CrossFit jump rope, really, really efficient, great jump rope, and it's not for kids or children, I would negative phrase kids and negative phrase children, because anything related to somebody searching for like kids jump rope, church, playground jump rope, anything like that, I would want a negative phrase jump uh, playground because I would never want to appear for anything related to things like that. So what negative a phrase allows us to do is to like put a hard stop on anything that could be like kind of related, but irrelevant to my product. So in that situation, like a jump rope, like sure, like a children's jump rope is related. In fact, if I'm bidding on broad match jump rope or even phrase match jump rope as positive keywords, I may very well get impressions for kids jump rope. I don't want that ever to happen. I don't even want variations of the word, of the combination of words of kids jump rope, jump rope for kids, kids jump rope, jump rope for kids under seven, whatever it might be. I'll never want to appear for that. So that's when I would use a negative phrase mm -hmm. for negative. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It is, uh, it is really, really, really important to be careful with this stuff though. Uh, again, and just be confident, uh, in knowing what you're about to do before doing it. Uh, I actually ran into a bit of an issue with this earlier this week with a customer. And what they ended up doing was they went through the entire RPSB process, research peel stick block. Uh, that's just our keyword graduation method, guys, if you're not aware of that. Uh, so they went through RPSB, and when they went to block all of their converting search terms, uh, inside the auto campaign, they added all of the converting search terms as a negative phrase, which pretty much shut down their, you know, pretty much like killed uh, any sales velocity coming out of that auto campaign. So be really, really careful there that you don't do something like that because obviously that's going to prevent uh, impressions for your most relevant customers. Uh, right. But one more example that uh, I like to use uh, just to kind of show you when it would be a good idea to use negative phrase guys is wooden spoons. Uh, let's assume that you are selling wooden spoons on Amazon 
uh, it may be a good idea to add something like the word metal uh, to negative phrase so you don't uh, appear to a bunch of customers who type in spoon looking for metal spoons but end up on your wooden spoons. So uh, if things are easy and they make sense like that, uh, then you know those changes, definitely go ahead with those. Those are great to add as negative phrase. But again, if there's any confusion at all, err on the side of caution and just use negative exact. Right. It's, it's kind of like the, it's related, but irrelevant towards your specific product. Like if you're selling a coffee maker that does not make tea, the negative phrase tea. Um, use negative phrase, you know, heed Brett's warning and add negative phrase sparingly. Do it thoughtfully and carefully. Um, and then from there, when we add negative exact, that's for, you know, when things are you know, we're just not converting on them. Um, so like, let's say I am selling wooden spoons and I'm getting this keyword that, you know, I'm getting the search term visibility for a particular word, whatever it might be. I'm getting 30 clicks without a conversion over the course of like four or five months. Oh man, this keyword just never, the search term is just never going to convert for me. So then I'd probably look at it and I'd say, hey, this isn't converting for me. I'm spending money on it. It's not working. I'm going to block just this just this search, nothing else. That's when I would add a negative exact. So that's it. When you have just something that meets your parameters for misbehaving, then yeah, then you'd go ahead and get rid of just that one. So that allows you to save that sort of $30 maybe you're spending a month. That allows you to reallocate that money towards things that will actually convert for you. So that's why I love adding negative keywords so much because it redirects spend towards things that weren't converting, weren't behaving well. It helps reallocate, you know, if I'm selling wooden spoons and I'm appearing for metal spoon searches, I would never want to do that. So by adding the negative, I'm just reallocating all those impressions, all of that spend towards things that actually do convert and are relevant for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we, we talked about the different purposes of negative keywords, guys. So one of them, you can pretty much add negative keywords even before launching your campaigns in some cases, like with the wooden spoon, uh, for example, or the dog bed example. You know, if you're selling a chihuahua's dog bed, that you know, a dog bed with a literal picture of a chihuahua in there, it may be a good idea to start adding some of the giant dog breeds as negative phrase keywords right off the bat. And then there's this other uh, usage of negative keywords that's, you know, a little more unrelated to that usage of negative keywords. And this is basically getting rid of any of these terms or keywords that are just not converting profitably or not converting at all, but just wasting a lot of ad spend. So this is stuff that we're going to base purely on metrics and that you should have some rules uh, behind. And we actually came up with these three rules here at AdBadger that we use uh, for adding something as a negative exact. And these are kind of just uh, thresholds that we will allow a keyword to get to uh, before determining whether it's going to be good to continue bidding on long term. So what do those rules look like, Mike? Uh, what's the idea behind them and how should people incorporate those? Yeah, so I think a good rule of thumb is you know anything two times worse or three times worse than the average or your particular average should be looked at. So what's the average conversion rate on Amazon advertising? It's about 10%, which means if something goes 20 clicks without a conversion, that's twice as bad. Meaning if I got, if I got a conversion on the 20th click, that would be a 5% conversion as opposed to a 10%. So already that's half as bad. So if you're going 20 clicks without a sale, you're already half as bad as the average. If you go 30 clicks without a sale, you're you know a third 
worse, right? If you, if you get a conversion on the 30th click, that would only be a 3.3% conversion rate. So already you're, you're sort of worse than the average, and then you're three times worse than the average. So generally, if something does get 30 clicks without a conversion, that's a pretty safe threshold. I would dare say that anything that's getting 30 clicks without a conversion, unless you have a good reason for continuing to get traffic for that, it can probably be added as a negative exact. Um, like if we wanted to give someone that knew absolutely nothing about Amazon advertising a good task to do, it would be to go in there once a week, find anything that added that, that got 30 clicks without a conversion, and boom, just automatically add that as a negative exact. Pretty straightforward. Yep. And, you know, I'd actually argue that if you're not doing this, you are negatively impacting your listing uh, because you're going to have a worse click-through rate, you're going to have a worse conversion rate, and those things are huge uh, in organic ranking and a lot of other metrics that are deciding factors in Amazon. Exactly. So that's sort of a, a spend level threshold. And then we sort of use that same logic to determine a click level threshold. Because you don't want, you know, on the first part, you don't want a lot of spend without a conversion. And then on the second thing, you don't want a lot of clicks without a conversion. So again, in terms of spend without a conversion, you know, the average cost per sale, you know, how much you have to spend to get a sale is around 80, 90 uh, cents. I'm sorry, uh, eight or eight or nine dollars, eight or nine dollars to spend before you get a sale. So that means if you go up two x, three x, that means about twenty five dollars without a sale. Anything, anything that you're getting clicks for twenty five, thirty dollars without a sale can probably just be added as a negative exact right then, right there. Save yourself the money. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have one more rule that has to do with click-through rate that we use. And that one's any uh, keyword with over 2,500 impressions and a click-through rate under 0.18% uh, will be added as a negative exact keyword as well. Uh, and again, that's just to prevent uh, any of these really low click-through rate keywords from kind of dominating uh, your campaign and kind of dominating your metrics and really... Uh, you know, driving your metrics down because, uh, again, guys, you know, whenever Amazon is looking at anything on their end, uh, they're taking into account your conversion rate, uh, your click-through rate, along with a lot of other metrics like your revenue per click. So there's a lot of things that Amazon takes into consideration uh, if it's deciding to serve your ad, for instance, or give you the buy box, for instance. So uh, this is really, really important stuff. And I would argue that adding negative exacts is probably the one of the best ways that you can optimize uh, your campaigns. Right. right. And, you know, I would say if anyone's using an automated tool to add negatives, like AdBadger or someone else, if you are adding automated negatives, always add those as negative exact. Like set up your performance threshold, uh, boom, turn it into a negative exact. Negative phrases should be done like by you as a human carefully going through everything. So I'll, I'll say that. The last thing, you know, one of the last things that I wanted to say about negative keywords is this idea of novel negative keyword research. So this is something that not a lot of people know. This isn't a concept I think is very popular because it does require some work and some thought. But basically, novel negative keyword research is what I call kind of like doing positive keyword research, except you're looking for additional phrase, negative phrases to add. Here's what I mean by this. Amazon only shows you 
like in your search terms report, when you go into Amazon, you say, show me everything that I appeared for. It's only showing you things. Most of the time, it's only showing you things that you already got a click for, which means if you have a 1% click-through rate, it's only showing you the 1% of your impressions that ended up getting clicks. If this doesn't, you know, this is kind of alarming. This isn't a concept that a lot of people are aware of, that you're not seeing every single impression that you are appearing for. You're only seeing impressions for things that you ended up getting a click on. And the click-through rate on Amazon is pretty low. So you're getting like only 1% of your total impressions, which means if you can somehow limit yourself, limit all those other 99% impressions of things that you just don't get clicks on, you would be doing your account a favor. You'd be increasing your total sort of revenue per impression which is a cool metric to optimize for. You're, you're improving your click-through rate. Uh, you're improving your sort of revenue per impression, which are you know, little neat metrics. It takes a little bit of time. Basically, you can use positive keyword research tools to go out there and look for semi-related terms and then see if you can find any new phrases. So, you know, when you're researching that dog bed, you might, you know, we haven't mentioned this the entire episode, but negative phrase the word cat. Who knows? Maybe there's some algorithm at Amazon that feels like if you're bidding on, you know, a broad match dog bed, could you potentially show up for a bed that's good for dogs and cats or even cat bed? I wouldn't put it past Amazon uh, to sort of show us for something that's only barely related to our product in broad match. Just something to think about. Uh, it's a way to sort of reduce that 99% of impressions that we're just never going to see inside of our search terms report. So that is my sort of ne novel negative keyword research. I do it about once a month in some of the accounts that I work on. Yep, and uh, I actually just had Amazon up a second ago and I was looking through dog beds uh, and there was a cat modeling one of the dog beds. So I think this you may have data. a point there. <laughs> yeah, there you go, seriously. And then, uh, so there you go. You know, there's one other thing I get asked about uh, fairly often that is related to negative keywords. And that's basically, uh, you know, if somebody has a keyword that has converted before, um, but it still has really bad metrics. So, you know, we talked about those ones that haven't converted and have the poor metrics that we can add as exact negatives. Uh, but for this, I kind of just wanted to quickly talk about what to do if you have a keyword that has converted before for you, uh, but it still has really poor metrics. Uh, and luckily you do have a few options. So the first option is to just pause the keyword uh, and that will temporarily disable the keyword while still giving you uh, the option to re-enable it whenever you would like to. Uh, the second option would be to just uh, flat out archive the keyword, uh, which deactivates it permanently. And uh, Mike and I usually don't recommend that option, uh, even though many sellers seem to prefer it for some reason. Um, but your third option there is whenever you have a keyword that's converted but still performing horribly, uh, is you can manually set a really low bid. Something like, like really low, like 15 cents, 10 cents, something like that, uh, which will essentially place that keyword into what we like to call a low bid stasis. Uh, so you won't get many clicks with such a low bid, but you'll still get some clicks from time to time at a really cheap CPC, cost per click, uh, which is a better alternative than pausing or archiving altogether because you'll still be able to rank for that keyword uh, and you'll still maybe even be able to get a few conversions if you're lucky enough. So if you do find yourself in that scenario uh, where you have a keyword that's converted for you but is still performing really badly, uh, those, are some, you know, those are some options that you can consider. That's right. So to recap, 
Negative keywords will save you money, will prevent you from appearing from irrelevant searches, and will overall is one of the easiest, best ways for you to improve just the efficiency and the effectiveness of your Amazon advertising. I love negative keywords. Hopefully by now, you do too. Yep, I think everyone's a negative keyword expert now. Uh, if you do run into any of those questions, guys, or you're confused about a certain keyword, should I add this as negative phrase or, or negative exact, uh, you can go ahead and just reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us through email, intercom, or just uh, leave a comment on any of our YouTube videos, and we'd love to help you out, and we'll get right back to you on those. That's right. We will help you summon your inner badger. That's right, guys. That's it for this episode. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. You have anything else to say, Mike? May the badger be with you. Take care, guys. Bye.